our mouth and begin to thank God for the opportunity He has given to us to be among the living tonight. I want us to open our mouth and say, My Father, I thank you for counting me to be among the living. I give you all the glory. I give you all the honor. I give you all the adoration. I thank you for what you intend to do for me tonight. Glory and honor be unto your name. Adoration be unto your name. Lord, I bless you. Lord, I worship you. I thank you because tonight you will set me free from every bondage. I thank you because tonight I will have a personal encounter with you. Lord, be glorified and be magnified in the name of Jesus because there shall be a change of story for me tonight. There shall be a change of status for me tonight. You will turn my situation around. Father, be glorified and be exalted. In the name of Jesus, I thank you for every member of my family because you will do something new for them. Glory and honor be unto your name. I want us to lift up our voice. Let's thank him with anticipation for what we intend to for, for, for what we intend to see him do in our midst. Father, we exalt you. Father, we magnify your name. We thank you because tonight you will touch everyone represented on this prayer line and you will heal everybody. Glory and honor be unto your name. In the name of Jesus, we thank you because you will subdue the powers of the enemy. You will subdue the powers of the devil. You will subdue the powers of the wicked. In the name of Jesus, glory and honor be unto your name because you will be glorified over the battles of our life. In Jesus' mighty name, we have worshipped. I want you to lift up your voice unto God and say, My Father, let me be sanctified and be purged by the power of your blood. In the name of Jesus, any defilement, any sin in my life that could hinder my prayers, Lord, be merciful unto me. In the name of Jesus, let's begin to cry unto God for mercy. Lord, we pray for mercy tonight. Answer us by your mercy. In the name of Jesus, open the windows of heaven unto us. And let there be a pony of your grace. Let there be a pony of your power. In the name of Jesus, let every family represented on this prayer line receive your mercy. In the name of Jesus, by your mercy, terminate all our battles. In the name of Jesus, by your mercy, let the sick be healed tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I, I, I want to prophesy to somebody. In this new week, the Lord will open every closed doors against you. In the name of Jesus, where there is no way, God will make way for you. In the name of Jesus, let somebody shout hallelujah. Very quickly, I want us to go into our prophetic prayers. We have so many prayers points to pray, but we are limited by time. And the first prayer point we are going to be praying is we want to pray against warfare. That's the first prayer point. There are some of us that currently, as I'm talking to us now, we are going through what is called warfare. And God is about to terminate warfare in our lives. The book of 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4. The Bible says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, 
but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of stronghold. I want to pray for somebody tonight that every stronghold of the devil in your life, in your career, in your family, in your marriage, we pull them down in the name of Jesus. So we want to pray that God will terminate whatever is the warfare that we are currently going through. Some people have, are going through warfare over their career. Some people are going through warfare over their marital life. Some people are going through warfare over their health. And tonight, God will terminate every warfare. In the name of Jesus. The book of Isaiah chapter 40 verse 2. I want somebody to open his or her Bible with me. Because these are prophetic scriptures that is applicable to what you are going through. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 2. The Bible says, Speak ye comfortably to Jerusalem and cry unto her that our warfare is accomplished. For somebody, that will be your portion tonight. In the name of Jesus, the Lord will terminate warfare in your life. In the name of Jesus, that our iniquity is pardoned for she has for she has received of the Lord's hand double for all our sins. I want to prophesy for somebody that for all that you have lost, the Lord will restore unto you double tonight. In the name of Jesus. So you are going to cry unto God and say, My Father, put an hand to all the warfare that I am currently fighting. And now you begin to mention it. Lord, Terminate every warfare I'm, I'm, I'm currently fighting over my career. Lord, terminate it tonight. Every warfare I'm, I'm currently fighting over my family. Terminate it tonight. Every warfare I'm currently fighting over my marital issue, over my professional issue. Terminate it tonight in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Father, in the name of Jesus, put to an end every warfare. Yes, yes, yes. Every warfare, warfare over our spiritual life, warfare over our career, warfare over our marriage, warfare over our, our heart. Father, let it be terminated tonight. In the name of Jesus, as we go in the journey of this week, let our warfare be terminated. In the name of Jesus, Lord, put an end to every warfare. To every battle in the name of Jesus, whether we whether the warfare we are fighting in our dreams, Father, tonight let it be terminated in the name of Jesus. Every forces of darkness, every powers of darkness fighting against us, Lord, destroy them by your fire in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. I want you to lift up your voice and say, My Father. Let, let there be restorations of double for all that I have lost due to my warfare. Now, anytime there is a warfare going on, most of the time there is losses. Losses. If people don't lose time, they will lose money. They will lose resources. Look at, for example, the battle between Russia and Ukraine. There is a lot of losses that have been recorded by the two countries. Losses in terms of infrastructure, losses in terms of debt, the debt toll keep going up every day. Losses as the Ukrainian soldiers are dying, the Russian soldiers are also dying. 
I want us to lift up our voice. What I'm saying is this. Anytime we are going through warfare, there is always losses. Only God can restore for us, double for all that we have lost. I want you to cry unto God and say, my father, tonight, everything that I have lost due to battles that I am fighting, let there be, let there be restorations of double for all my losses. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Let there be restoration, restoration of time, restoration of resources. In the name of Jesus, we pray for double for all our losses. In the name of Jesus, everything that we have lost due to warfare and due to affliction in our life. Father, we pray that tonight there shall be restoration of double, double honor, double grace, double power, double speed, double favor. In the name of Jesus, let there be restorations of double in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. Now, the second prophetic prayer we are going to pray for the journey of this week is we want to pray against the weapons of the enemy. The book of Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17, if warfare will be handed, God need to destroy the weapons of the enemy. Now, if the enemy still have the weapons with which they can fight, the warfare will continue. But the time and the day God destroyed the, the weapons of the enemy, the warfare will stop. The book of Isaiah chapter 54 verse 17, the Bible says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the servant of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, saith the Lord. I want you to lift up your voice with boldness and say, My father, let every weapon that the enemy has fashioned or formed against me to be fighting me night and days, let that weapon be destroyed. In the name of Jesus, every weapons of the enemy being used to fight against my marriage, being used to fight against my children, being used to fight against my career, being used to fight against my business, let that weapon be destroyed. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Lord, as I go in the journey of this week, destroy every satanic weapons. Let every weapons of the enemy be destroyed. In the name of Jesus, every weapon the enemy is using to fight against our career, to fight against our finances, to fight against our business. This night, let that weapon be destroyed. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Every satanic weapons be destroyed by fire. In the name of Jesus, let the weapons of witches and wizards, let the weapons of wicked people be destroyed tonight. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed i pray for you that tonight the lord will destroy all the weapons of your enemies in the name of jesus no weapon formed against you shall prosper anymore in the name of jesus the lord will terminate warfare in your life in jesus mighty name we have prayed let's take one more and that is wisdom wisdom now let me tell us this there are some battles that god will fight by using weapons and there are some battles that we need wisdom to fight it if you want to use force 
you will you will you may damage you may cause a lot of damage if you want to use your power your woman's strength you may cause a lot of damage there are some web there are some warfare that it will only take wisdom to fight it it will only take wisdom the book of ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 18 look at what the bible says the bible says wisdom is better than weapons of war look at that wisdom is better than weapons of war and and, and proverbs chapter 4 verse 7 the bible says wisdom is the principal thing when we talk about the principal we are talking about the head so wisdom is the principal thing therefore get wisdom and with all your gettings that is as you are getting every other things in life get wisdom with it get wisdom with it and when we talk about wisdom wisdom can be defined as the right application of knowledge how do i need to deal with my boss how do i need to deal with my co-workers how do i need to deal with my spouse that is wisdom wisdom i want you to lift up your voice and say my father in the journey of this week lord let me be imparted with wisdom the wisdom that I need in dealing with people in every kinds of relationship in my life. Let that wisdom be imparted into me. In the name of Jesus, as I go in the journey of this week, I shall walk in wisdom. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Begin to ask for the impartation of wisdom. Lord, we pray for impartation of wisdom. Let your wisdom be imparted into us. In the name of Jesus, wisdom in dealing with all the different categories of people in our lives. Father, we pray that tonight you will impart us with wisdom. In the name of Jesus, as we go in the journey of this week, we shall walk in wisdom. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I pray that as you go in the journey of this week, the Lord will fill you with wisdom. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Let somebody shout hallelujah. We have so many other prayer points to pray. But let's go into the message very briefly. And then we will we, we continue with our prayers. And I want to remind us, if you have your Holy Communion, if you don't have your Holy Communion bread and uh, wine, please get it and let it be ready with you. So that when we get to that section, uh, you can be ready for it. I want us to open our Bible to the book of Luke chapter 18. Luke chapter 18. And we are going to read from verse 18 to 23. We have been doing a studies of I mean, a series of studies from the book of Luke 18. We have started from verse 1. And now we are going to be looking into verses 18 to 27 tonight. As God will help us, if we can finish. If not, we'll pick it up again next week. Luke chapter 18, from verse 18. The Bible says, And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Look at that. This was a ruler a young ruler that came to Jesus. And this, this young man asked the most important question anybody can ask. The Bible said this man ran towards Jesus and said, Good master or good teacher, what shall I do to inherit 
eternal life. Now, when this man came to Jesus, he didn't ask Jesus, what can I do to become the, 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 the richest person on earth? Although he was rich, but he didn't ask Jesus, what can I do? I want to get more wealth. What can I do to, to inherit more wealth or to be the richest person on earth? This man did not ask Jesus, what can I do so that I can become the next king or the next president? He didn't do that. So that I can become the next mayor in our country. He, did, he has the most important question to show to us that this man must have been thinking about the kingdom of God. Say, good teacher, what must I do? He didn't even say, what must we do? He didn't ask the question on behalf of his family. He was particular about himself. Because when it comes to the journey to the kingdom of God, it is a personal journey. And that's why we need to watch how we are walking on our way. Are we walking to please men or to please God? Because it is a personal journey. When we die, we are the one that we stand before the judgment throne of God individually. Even parents, as loving as parents could be, they will not stand for their children. Yes, husband will not stand for their wife. Wife will not stand for their husband. Everybody, young and old, female and men, will stand before the throne of God. On the day of judgment. So this man came to Jesus and said, Good teacher, good master, please, what can I do? I want to make it to heaven. What can I do to inherit eternal life? Now, I want to ask this same question to us. If Jesus was to show up right now in our midst, what is the question you want to ask him? What is the question? Oh my God! What is the question? Now let's let's. Re- I don't want to take too much of our time, but I don't know why 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 God is uh, you know pressing on that point. But what is the question you want to ask Jesus? If Jesus was to show up right now, what are you going to ask him? Look at verse nineteen. And Jesus said to him, "Why do you call me good? No one is good, but one, and that is God. Look at that. So what Christ was saying is that." If you could refer to me as a good master, it means you are already seeing me as God. And the, and the man did not argue. And look at the next thing in verse 20. So you know the commandment. Because Jesus knew that this man was a religious man. He, he told him, you know the commandment. I mean, because in the, in, the, in the culture of the Jews, they teach their children the commandment. They know the, the Ten Commandments. Right from their tender age, they know it. They can recite everything. In fact, the scribes and the Pharisee, they can, they can quote almost the five book of Moses. Half hand. They know everything. So, Jesus told them, he said, you know the commandment. You know the laws. You know it. You know the commandment. That you, and the command, what is in the commandment? Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. And look at verse 21. And he said, all these things I have kept from my youth. Now, I want to ask us, is this guy, is he he sincere with God? And is he sincere with himself? He said that right from his youth, he has kept everything. I don't know. (laughs) 
I don't know how he managed to do it. But if he has been keeping it, why did, why did he have to come to Jesus again and be asking, what must I do? I want, I'm, I, I want us to ask the question. If you said that you have been keeping the commandment from the time when you are a youth, why, why then are you going to Jesus to go and ask Jesus what you must do to inherit eternal life? There's something must be missing. And, and look at what Jesus told him in verse 21. And he said, oh, he said, all these things I've kept from my youth. So when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, you still lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. Go and sell everything you have. And then come, you know, all that you have, sell it, give it to the poor. And then come and become my disciples. And look at the response of the man. The man that said he has been keeping the commandment of God. From, the, from his youth. The man that said that he know God. The man that confessed that he is a righteous man. Look at verse 23. But when he heard this thing, he became very sorrowful. For he was very rich. <laughs> So now, that is to let us know that even rich people are sorrowful. For those of us who are still looking for money. For those of us who think, let me just start making that six figures. Let me just, in fact, uh, my salary is just, uh, I'm just making $45 an hour. Oh, that's why I'm not happy. That's why I cannot sleep. Yeah, by the time I started making $80 an hour, oh my God, I will be so joyful. Oh, because I, I will have money to buy everything I need. In fact, all my children will always go on vacation every year. <laughs> look, at the, look, at, look at the response of this man. A very rich man. And the Bible says he was very sorrowful. So which means money is not the answer for everything. Now, tonight let me give us the topic and then we'll go and pray. I will give us some, some points and then we'll go and pray. The, the, the topic, before I forget, is one thing that you still lack. That's the title. One thing that you still lack. What is that one thing that you and I still lack? Because today, many of us, when we go to churches, we go to our different churches, we are being taught to do many things. Many things. Oh, you have to do this. Oh, you have to do that. Oh, you have to make sure you pay your title. If you are not paying your title, the owner will be after you. Oh, you have to pray in the morning, you have to pray in the evening, you have to pray at night, you have to pray in the middle of the night, you have to pray all the time, you have, and all these things. Many, we have many instructions. Oh, if you want to become successful, you have to do this, you have to do that. The seven laws you have to follow if you want to keep your marriage. The, the 18 laws you have to follow if you want to work at peace with your boss. The 17 laws you have to follow if you want to get your promotion within seven days. We have so many things we have been taught. But do you know, when this man approached Jesus, although this young ruler has been doing so many things, and all the things he has been doing did not still qualify him to gain entrance into the kingdom of God. Because if all the things this young man has been doing qualifies him to gain entrance, Jesus will not tell him to, you know, he will not tell him that he still lack one thing. He will have just pamper him. He will have just given him a hug. 
I say, oh boy, ah, you are the best. In fact, all oh, oh, my journey as a as a as a prophet in all the whole city of Jerusalem, you are the only one I've found who has been doing the right thing. Oh, he would have pampered him, but Jesus told him he didn't lie. He said, you still lack one thing. Ah, ah. And the man looked at himself and said, ah, what are you telling me? I've been I've been keeping the commandment from from when I was a youth. Jesus told him, he said, you still lack one thing. Go and sell everything you have. And then you become my disciples. And the Bible said the man became sorrowful. Now, let me give us three points. Number one, the first point is this. The rich and the poor alike had access to Jesus. That's the first point I want, to, I want us to take note. The rich and the poor. Because now we read about encounter of a rich man with Jesus. I want us to know that not only the rich people had access to Jesus, even the poor in the society. For example, we, we see the example of a leper that came to Jesus in Mark chapter 1 from verse 40 to 45. Mark 1, 40 to 45, a leper came to Jesus. In fact, the Bible said the leper, he, he started begging Jesus. He said, if you are willing, Please make me whole. I am tired of being a leper. Make me whole. Please have mercy upon me. Make me whole. And the Bible says Jesus had compassion unto this man and touched him. And immediately his leprosy was gone. So the beggar, a, a leper, leper can be compared to people who are like disowned. People who have been abandoned in the society. They had access to Jesus. Then we also see that beggars, beggars, the poor beggars, they have they also had access to Jesus. In Mark chapter 10, Mark chapter 10, from verse 46 to 52, we saw the example of blind Bartimaeus. This man was a beggar. This man was blind and he, he, he was sitting by the roadside when Jesus Christ visited Jericho. And when Christ was going out of Jericho, and this man heard that Christ was passing by, the Bible says he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And although the people around, they tried to keep him quiet, they tried to shut him down, but this man did not stop. He kept crying until when Jesus heard his voice. Even though he was a beggar, Jesus still heard his voice. A beggar had access to Jesus. Then we also see, not only that, that rich people also had access. As we read here, in that Luke 18 from verse 18 to 19, the Bible said, Now a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, and that is God. Rich people also had access to Jesus. Now, when it comes to riches, I want to, I want to mention some things before I move to the second point. Paul speaking in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 7, 17, 1 Timothy 6, 17, Paul said, command those who are rich. This was Paul talking to Timothy. He said, command those who are rich in this present age, not to be alt, not to be what? Not to be alty, that is not to be proudful, nor to trust in uncertain riches. But in the living God, who gives us richly all things to what? To enjoy. Paul warned Timothy. He said, in your church, make sure you talk to those who are rich. 
And I believe God I have so many rich people here tonight. I say, I believe God that I have so many rich people here tonight. <laughs> I say, I believe God that I have so many rich people here tonight. But God is telling us not to trust in our riches. Because number one, when it comes to the rich, number one, they have many friends. I'm telling us this. The rich people, they have many friends. And many of them, most of the time, their friends don't tell them the truth. They will always praise them. Because their friends are at their mercy. They will tell them. In fact, if they crack joke, whether the joke is funny or not, they will smile. They will laugh. They have so many friends. According to Proverbs chapter 14, verse, verse 20, the Bible says, The poor man is hated even by his own neighbor, but the rich has many friends. That's the first thing about rich people. They have many friends. So it is difficult for them to hear the truth. Because most of the time, their friend will not tell them the truth. Number two, we see that rich people, they also have power. Rich people have power. Because power sometimes is money. And money is power. Rich people have power. The book of Proverbs chapter 22 verse 7, the Bible says, The rich rules over the poor. Look at that. It is by the power of the riches. That is how they can rule over the poor. And the borrower is a servant to the lender. The borrower is a servant to the lender. There are so many, there are so many of us due to things that we have borrowed. Maybe for our car note, for our mortgage. That's why some of us, we are working day and night. We are, we are putting time to, to make sure we can meet up with our monthly payments. And because of that, we have become like what? A servant to those who are rich. So rich people, they have power. They can exercise their power. And that's why they don't, they, they don't believe that they have to depend on God. Because they already have power to, to, that they can exercise over anybody. Then number three about the rich is that the rich people also, they, 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 they have security. Part of their security is their money. And they can even buy security. Do you know there was a time I was, I was watching a documentary about uh, Mark Zuckerberg, the, the owner of Facebook. Do you know that this guy, on, on, on annual basis, he paid millions of dollars for his security. When this guy is just you know, taking a stroll or just jogging in the morning, there are security men that he paid that are working with him. They are jogging with him very early in the morning. Whether snow is funny, whether rain is funny, as long as it's outside there, they are with him. Millions of dollars. So rich people, they have what? They have security. So that's why they don't believe in protection. They don't think anything. They have their car is bulletproofed. They have security 24 by 7. So they have security. The book of Proverbs chapter 10, verse 15. The Bible says the rich man's wet is a strong city. And the destruction of the poor is their poverty. What is killing many people today is their poverty. But the rich, they have security. But Paul wants those who are rich. Although you have security, although you have many friends, although you have power, don't depend on riches. Depend on God. Because riches is uncertain. It, but in fact, the Bible says, riches has wings and riches can fly away at any time. And that was why this young man, because he so much depend on his money, he so much depend on his riches. When Christ told him to go and sell everything and, and give to the poor and then become his disciples, he was sorrowful. And let me tell us this, that young man never come back to Jesus. 
So which means he, he valued his riches above Christ. He never come back to become his disciples. He left, never come back again. Then number two, I want us to take note of this point. Is that we need to, for us to make progress in life, please listen to this second point. We need to begin to ask a very important question from God. If we are going to make progress in life, we need to ask very important question. Because this young man that came to Jesus, he wanted to make spiritual progress. But the answer he got from God, he didn't like it. So he remained rich with money, with resources, only to become poor before God. Yes. Although Jesus gave him the right answer. Go and sell everything that you have. And then give it to the poor. And then come back and become my disciples. But this man was very sorrowful. He never come back. Now, the point I'm trying to make is this. If we are going to make progress in our career, in our marriage, in our uh, work with God, we need to ask the right question. Because when we ask the right question, we, it can give us a pointer to what we need to do. This man, thank God for, for coming to Jesus. Thank God for asking the, the most important question. But is when he got the answer, he missed it. I pray that we will not miss it. In the name of Jesus. And that is one of the prayers we are going to be praying tonight. I know so many of us, we are going through some things and we need answer from God. Yes. We need answer from God. And I'm believing God that after tonight's prayer meeting, the, you know, you know, the Jesus Christ that answered that young rich man, he will also answer us. I say we answer us because both the poor and the rich, they have access to Jesus. So we mustn't say, ah, Jesus only attend to the rich. No. Even the poor beggars, the lepers, they had access to him. And tonight, as we are going to be praying, as we are going to be asking questions, he will answer us. In the name of Jesus. So we see that this man, he was not honest with God. And he was not honest with himself. Because Jesus told him what to do. But he didn't do it. Do you know many of us, some of us, we, we have even gotten the answers to some of our questions. But we have not yet taken any step. I want to challenge us tonight. Has God been asking us to do some things? Or are there still some things we don't have answer to? Please, be honest with yourself tonight as we are going to pray. Be honest. If you are still looking for answer, tonight God will give you answer. And for those who already have answers, please take step. Then number three, before we go and pray, let me give us one more. Number three, the, th the third point I want to mention is this. There is power in one thing. That's the third point. There is what? There is power in one thing. Now, when Jesus talked to this young ruler, Jesus told him, the only thing you need to do is one thing. Just like I mentioned as we at the beginning, many of us, we have been taught to do so many things. And there is just one thing that we need to do sometimes that we open doors to every other things for us in life. Just one thing. Just one thing. Do you know, for example, when Peter was trying to catch fish in Luke chapter 5, in Luke chapter 5, from verse 1 to 11, the Bible says, you know, Peter, he has been trying to catch fish. He couldn't catch any fish all night. And Christ came to borrow his boat. Thank God Peter was a generous man. 
he borrowed Jesus's boat after Christ finished uh, preaching. You know, he gave he gave him an order. Jesus told him, "Throw your net into the deep." And Peter started arguing. Now, Jesus only asked him to do one thing. Just one thing. Just throw your net into the deep. And then you, you, you will get, you, you will get uh, a lot of fish. And thank God. Although Peter argued, but he eventually obeyed. And that one instruction that Peter obeyed opened the door of breakthrough for his business. I want to pray for somebody tonight. That one thing that you need to do. That we turn things around for you. In this week, the Lord Almighty will give you access to that one thing tonight. In the name of Jesus, the power of one thing. The book of Psalm 27, Psalm 27 verse 4. Psalm 27 verse 4. Psalm 27 verse 4. Look at what David said. He said, one thing I have desired of the Lord. One thing. I have desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Look at that. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. One thing. One thing. There was a time in Luke chapter 10 verse 42. The Bible makes us understand that Jesus came visited the house of Mary and Martha. And when Jesus got there, the Bible says, Mary sat at the feet of Jesus to learn and to hear the word of God. But Martha was busy cooking for Christ. And then he got a time, Martha got jealous. And he, he, report, he reported Mary to Jesus. Say, ah, ah, Jesus Christ. Look at, look at Mary. I, I'm not, I'm, I believe Mary must be the younger sister. Say, look at Mary. I am the senior sister. Look at this young lady, young lady, sitting down. When I'm cooking at the kitchen, and, and then Martha told Jesus, can you please talk to this Mary so that she can join me in the kitchen? And Jesus gave a reply that Martha didn't like. He said, Martha, Martha, you are compared with many things. But one thing is what is needed. Look at that. And, and he said, Mary has chosen the, the right thing, which cannot be taken from her. The power of one thing. We are going to be praying for that thing tonight. What is that one thing I need to do? And that prayer, we are going to focus it on different areas of our life. We are going to focus it maybe on our business. What We are going to be praying to God and say, what is that one thing that I need to do that will turn my business around? What is that one thing that I need to do that will turn my career around? What is that one thing that I need to do that will turn my marriage around? What is that one thing that I need to do that will turn my spiritual life around? Do you know there was just one thing that, that Enoch did? Enoch, the man that walked with God. In Genesis chapter 5 verse 24, the Bible says, And Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. That was all that he was doing with God. He was walking with God. And when you are walking with somebody, what are you doing with the person? You are talking. So which means Enoch was a man of prayer. When some people say, Enoch worked with God. Enoch worked with God. It doesn't mean that every morning you should not be walking around your street. Be careful. There are some neighborhood, if you, if you are walking around too much, they can call the police on you. Be careful. It doesn't mean that he's walking all over the place. And No, no, no. <laughs> Enoch worked with God. We need to understand Bible very well. Enoch worked with, which means he's always having conversation with God. He was a man that be, he, he, he so much 
conversed with God. He so much communicated with God to the point that, you know, God took him. Because every time God is in heaven and God has not heard from Enoch, God will be asking the angels, has Enoch, has Enoch called today? I've, I've not heard from Enoch. And immediately when God will say, I've not heard from Enoch, I've not, Enoch will just speak. I say, I'm here. Oh, my father, you are the king of kings. You are the lord of lords. And you are the one that protected me yesterday. And today I believe you will protect me again. I am here. I'm, I'm at your presence right now. I'm committing my family. And, you know, Enoch started talking to God. And God said, yes, yes, I'm here. Okay. And then for, for hours, Enoch is talking with God. Enoch walked with God. That was the one thing he did. And his spiritual life turned around. One thing. Let's go and pray. I, I, we are, we, we, I don't want us to take too much time. We are going to cry unto God tonight and say, My Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, tonight, tonight, let everything that the devil might be using to block my daily access to you. That's the first prayer point. Thank God for that young ruler. When that young ruler was trying to approach Jesus, thank God that the disciple did not send him away. They didn't say, ah, Jesus Christ is busy now. He doesn't want to see anybody. He doesn't want to, he's busy. He has been walking through, you know, throughout the day. He's busy with, he's not ready to attend to anybody. Thank God for that. <laughs> that. That young man had access to Jesus. But do you know today, there are so many of us that we also want to access Jesus. But sometimes the devil is using all kinds of things to block our access. For some of us, it is our job. For some of us, it is our children. For some of us, it is one ambition or the other. It is one project or the other. But I want us to lift up our voice and say, My Father, in the name of Jesus, everything that the devil is using to block my access from seeing you. Please pray that prayer. Everything the devil is using to block my access from seeing you, to block my access from fellowshipping with you, to block my access from relating with you. Lord, this night, let that thing be removed out of the way. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray that tonight, everything the devil is using to block our access to Jesus, Tonight, let those things be removed. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth. Lord, remove those things out of the way. In the name of Jesus. Whatever the devil is using to block our access to you, Lord, remove those things by your blood. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to lift up our voice and say, My Father... In the name of Jesus, Lord, do not let me lose eternity. That's the next prayer point. Do not let me lose eternity. Now, let me tell us this. When it comes to eternity, that is the, that is the highest of our goal as a Christian. To make it to heaven, that is the highest of our goal. The highest of our goal is not that I want to become the next Trump. I want to become the next Biden. I want to become the next Obama. That is not our goal. 
The highest goal of every Christian is how do I make it to heaven? And this is a daily work. This is something, you know, those that will go to heaven, they know themselves. And those who are not going, they know themselves. But for those who want to go to heaven, this is a daily work. It is a deliberate work. It is a determined work. It is a, a, it is, it is a diligent work. Yes. Thank God for that young ruler. Young and rich. And yet, he was still thinking about heaven. I want us to lift up our voice and say, my father, don't let me lose heaven. Don't let me, whatever we, whatever we make me to miss heaven, that is still in my hand. Father, take it away from me. That's the prayer point. Let me, let me tell us this. Heaven is a place we should be thinking about every day. Every day. When we wake up, when we wake up in the morning, before we go to bed at night, we should be thinking about heaven. That if the rapture was to sound now, will I make it to heaven? We have to keep thinking about it. And let me tell us this. Now, let me tell us this. How, how will you know if you are going to make it to heaven? You will know if you are always thinking about heaven. You will know. And that's how it is possible for us to know who is going to heaven and who is not going to heaven. Even though we may be going to the same church, it is not everybody going to church that are aiming for heaven. Some people are going to church so that they can get married. Some people are going to church for connection. Some people are going to church so that they can become popular. Some people are going to church so that they can showcase their, their, their riches that I just bought this new car. I, I just bought this new house. I want to do a, a special Thanksgiving. I want the whole church to know that God is good to me. So, so different people have different reasons they go to church. But I want us to pray tonight that God, no matter what, don't let me lose heaven. Anything in my life that will, that will make me to miss heaven, let that thing be removed in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Father, in the name of Jesus, kapa jalagaba, ekepete lemeketele ekepede, ikapata lemeketele kapasidi kapolia. Lord, I pray tonight, don't let me miss heaven. Whatever I am holding on to, that will not allow me to enter into your kingdom. Father, by the power in the blood, let those things be removed. Let those things be flushed out of my life. In the name of Jesus, Lord, don't let each and every one of us miss your kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to open our mouth and say, my father, let every strange power working against my work with you, working against my work, my work with you, Every strange power. What, now, let, let me explain to us. What is that strange power? And, and so, because I want to explain this prayer point to us so that we can relate to what I'm talking about. Why is it that it is the time you want to study the word of God? That is the time you are tired. This is a strange power we are talking about. Why is it that the night you say, okay, I want to do a vigil tonight. I'll be hearing about vigil, vigil. I want to do 30 minutes. Yes, I want to do that. Why is it that that's the time you slept off and you, you woke up around 7 a.m. the next morning? 
this and there is there is something that want that doesn't want because th- that thing know that the, if you can do that spiritual exercise, it will add something to your life. That thing that prevents you from doing it, that is strength power we are talking about. I want us to lift up our voice and say, my father, in the name of Jesus, every strength power, every strength forces working against my work, W-A-L-K, my work with you. Tonight, let that power be arrested and be destroyed by fire. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Makota lakaba, Every strange forces, every strange power working against our work with you. Tonight, let them be arrested. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth. Makunda limasidi kapolia. Every opposing forces that always oppose our work with you. Tonight, destroy them by fire. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to lift up our voice and say, My Father, let every stronghold of the devil in my life. When we talk about stronghold, we are talking about the areas of our life where the devil has taken dominance. The areas of our life where the devil has taken dominance. Do you know some of the areas, you know, when sometimes when a pastor mentions something about it, some of us don't feel comfortable again. But some of, us, some of us may even hang up. So why is the pastor talking about me? That is your stronghold. That thing that makes you to be hungry. Maybe somebody mentioned it and, 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 and then your whole, he, the head of your, your, the ears of your hair started standing up. And then you started getting angry. That is a stronghold. That's a stronghold. That's a stronghold. The area that the devil has occupied in our life. That area, he has occupied it and, it, and we have sent God out of that area. That's a stronghold in our life. I want us to lift up our voice. We are going to cry unto God and say, My Father, let every stronghold. For, for that rich uh, young man, the area of his stronghold or the area of stronghold is his riches. The wealth that he has. That was the area of stronghold in his life. He was not ready to part with it. Said this riches, this money, it is my money. I work for it, I labor for it, and I will enjoy it. And because of that, he didn't become. I mean, he didn't become a disciple of Jesus. He walked away sorrowful. Look at that. He was never joyful again. He walked away sorrowful. I want us to lift up our voice and say, "My Father, let every stronghold of the enemy in my life." Every stronghold of the enemy in my marriage, every stronghold of the enemy in my career, every stronghold of the enemy in my family, let it be broken down. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Makunta limba sinica polyga sapotinica polia. Lord, break down the stronghold of the devil in our lives. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says, pulling down strongholds and every imagination. That has set itself against the knowledge of God. Tonight we pull down every stronghold of the devil. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. Makota yalegaba. Ikapato koto yelekepe. Imprasatalia. We pull down every stronghold of the devil. In our home. In our heart. In our lives. In the name of Jesus. Let that stronghold be pulled down. In the name of Jesus, 
Every areas in our life where the devil has taken domination, where the devil has taken dominance, tonight let that let that stronghold be pulled down in the name of Jesus. Let that stronghold be pulled down in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. I want us to lift up our voice. We are going to cry unto God and say, My Father, let every strange covenant. Please let us pray this prayer point. Do you know that some people they have entered into some covenant and, and that covenant is working against them. Even though sometimes they want to they want to do the will of God, they want to love on God, but because of the covenant they have entered, they keep withdrawing themselves from God. I don't know what covenant this young ruler have entered with money. I don't know. That Jesus told him, I mean, this was God. Because Jesus was 100% God. And was 100% man. Jesus was, I mean, this man had a face-to-face with Jesus. I don't know what, what, what can be compared to that. That you are at close proximity to Jesus. You ask Jesus the, the, the most important question. And he gave you the most important answer. And then you walk away. Ah! He, he walked away sorrowful. Because there must have been a covenant that guy has entered. And they told him, they said, well, if you go to Jesus, you lose all your money. <laughs> yes. There are some people that, that maybe, maybe before they know the Lord, they have done some things. They have gone, they have, they have gone to so many wrong places. They have entered into so many covenants. And now that they are going to church, gradually they are coming to church. You know, they are hearing the word of God. And they still have that thing that was done for them. They still have it somewhere hidden or somewhere buried, where they buried it. And they still do, you know, they still chant the incantation on it. They still do whatever they ask them to do on it. But they are still going to church. They are still, you know, they are still paying their tithe. They are still, you know, functioning like a Christian. But whatever was done to get them wet... Whatever was done to get them popularity, whatever was done to get them fame, they are still holding on to it. Tonight, we want to break such a thing. Yes, we want to, because if we are still holding to something like that in our life, it will take the kingdom of God away from us. That was why that young, young ruler went away sorrowful, because he has been told, I said, if the day you give your life to Christ, oh my God, the day you become that born again of a thing, that's the day all your work will go down. That's the day all your business will go down. And the man said, you know what? I don't want to be put to shame. I would rather be sorrowful. I would rather be, be sad all the days of my life than to follow Jesus and, and to have joy, even though I'm poor. I, I want to die a rich man. <laughs> and he went, the Bible said, he went away sorrowful. Now, I, 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 it may not be that we have one thing that just, just like I mentioned, and it could be, but what is that thing in our life that we are holding on to that we don't want to release? God wants us to release it tonight. Because that thing can take away Jesus from us. And that, that will lead us to our, to our next prayer point. We have just two more prayer points to pray. I want us to pray and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, let every, every covenant, every eating covenant I have entered, 
that is that that that, that want to take me away from Christ or that has taken me away from Christ. Father, tonight, let that covenant be broken. I want us to pray that prayer. We are going to pray it very, very well. Pray that because tonight, God wants to break you free from that covenant. God wants to break you free from that covenant. We are going to cry unto God and say, my Father, in the name of Jesus, every eating covenant, every covenant I have entered, that want to take me out of Christ, all that has taken me out of Christ. Tonight, let that covenant be broken by the power in the blood. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Begin to pray and say, Lord, let that covenant be broken. In the name of Jesus, whatever we are still holding on to, that, that, that has taken us away from Christ, all that is taking us gradually away from Christ. Father, tonight we release them. In the name of Jesus, let every eating covenant, any covenant we have entered, that is taking us away from Christ. Lord, tonight let them be broken. In the name of Jesus, let every evil covenant be broken by the power of your blood. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. We release those things, those things that we are still holding on to. Tonight we release them. In the name of Jesus, tonight we cut away from them. In the name of Jesus, tonight we disassociate from them. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I see a light shining. And God is saying for as many that, that, that want to enter into a, a new covenant with him tonight, that is going to shine in their life. It's going to shine in their life. Whatever they are holding on to is darkness. And if they can, if they can, if they can do away with those things, God, who is the light of the world, said is going to shine in their life. In the name of Jesus. I want us to lift up our voice. We are going to cry unto God and say, My Father, tonight let me be filled with the power of Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, fill me tonight. Let me be filled with your Holy Ghost. Let me be filled with your Holy Ghost. That man, that young ruler, he only had religion, not relationship. That was why he walked away with Jesus. He walked away from Jesus. How can you prefer money to Jesus? Do you know that was the same thing the, 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 the prodigal son did in Luke 15. The prodigal son, there was a time he valued money more than the relationship with his father. And then he went away, he wasted all the money, he became poor, he became tattered and wretched. And then he, he now said in, verse, in Luke 15, 17, the Bible says, and he, when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my master, of, of my father have enough bread to eat and to what and to waste? And now I am perishing with, with what? With hunger. And in verse 18, he said, I will arise and I will go to my father. And I will tell my father, make me one of your servants. I don't want to, I don't, I don't even deserve to be a son anymore. Just make me a servant. I just, I just want to be a servant. A servant in your house. That is enough. Look at that. I just want to be around you. <laughs> now, you value relationship above money. 
Somebody that value money above relationship before. Now, he value relationship above money. I want us to pray. We are going to cry unto God and say tonight, let me be filled with your Holy Ghost. When we are filled with the Spirit, with the Spirit of God, our hearts will always be thinking about the kingdom of God. When we are filled with the Holy, Holy Spirit of God, our heart on daily basis, our heart will always be thinking about the kingdom of God. The things of this world will not overwhelm us. The things of this world will not take over our life. I want us to pray that prayer and say, Father, in the name of Jesus, tonight, let me be filled with your Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. I don't just want to be filled with riches. I don't just want to be filled with the things of this world. Lord, fill me with your Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, Lord, fill us with your Holy Ghost. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I want us to pray this one more prayer point. We are going to crown to God and say, My Father, in the name of Jesus, that one thing that I need to do, that will turn things around for me in my career, in my business, in my marriage, in my profession. Father, Lord, open my eyes to that thing. Lord, open my eyes, open my eyes, open my eyes. Give me access to that one thing. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth and begin to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, that one thing that we need to do, that we turn our life around, that one thing that we need to do, that we turn our career around. Father, we pray that tonight you will give us access to that one thing in the name of jesus let that one thing be revealed unto us in the name of jesus open your mouth open your mouth in basetelia capacity capolia lord we pray for access access to that one thing that will turn things around for us in jesus mighty name we have prayed please don't, don't please let's let's Take one more. I just remember. We are going to pray and say, My Father, provide answers to every difficult questions in my life. Provide answers. Many of us, there are so many things we are going through and we need answers. I want us to cry unto God tonight. The God of answer. The God of answer. That God will answer us tonight. In the name of Jesus. The book of Psalm 85 verse 8. Look at, look at what the Bible says as we pray the last prayer point before we take the communion. Psalm 85. Psalm 85 verse 8. The Bible says, I will hear what the Lord will speak. Look at that. I will hear what the Lord will speak. For he will speak peace to his people and to his saints. But let them not turn back to folly. Look at that. That was what the young man did. He turned back to folly. He turned back to foolishness. Even though he came to Jesus and Jesus gave him the right answer. But instead for him to walk on that answer, he went back sorrowful. He turned back to folly. I want us to open our mouth and say, My Father, in the name of Jesus, provide answer for me. In, to every difficult question, difficult question in my life, Lord, provide answer. In the name of Jesus, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. Begin to cry out to God and say, my father, I need an answer. 
I need an answer concerning concerning those difficult questions in my life. I need an answer. In the name of Jesus, Lord, provide answer for us as you did for this young ruler. Lord, we pray for answers for every difficult question in our lives. In the name of Jesus, let there be an answer. Let there be an answer. Let there be an answer. Speak to us in our dream. Minister to us. We need an answer, oh God. In the name of Jesus, whatever is that difficult question we have been asking, Father, we pray that tonight you will provide an answer. In the name of Jesus, let our eyes be open to the answers. In the name of Jesus, let our ears be open to the answers. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Father, we thank you because you have answered us. We give you all the glory and we give you all the honor. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. If you know that God has answered your prayer, shout hallelujah. Very quickly, I want us to take our Holy Communion. Uh, if you have your Holy Communion, please take it out. Take it out. Thank you. 